Welcome to Stock Odds Podcast, Odds and Ends Market Talk with Rob Friesen and Dave Singh. We're here trying to increase your probability of winning trades and increase the chances of your success. So today we're here with Rob and we're going to talk about what Odds and Ends is as a podcast and how this is going to add some value to your trading. Why call it Odds and Ends? What's the deal? Well, odds, most traders aren't trading with probabilities in their favor, with statistics, with an edge. And that's where the difference between 99% of the traders that lose money and that 1% or 2% that make it, they're trading with a positive expectancy and a positive edge and a high probability trade. So this is not easy to do. This is not easy to, if it was, we'd have more traders making money consistently as, for their career. So that comes from various things like having a, a good set of data, uh, systematic approach, um, a mindset. So you think you think we can tap into you know the odds and ends uh, the fragments the 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 discarded pile the people that you know they don't look at uh these types of things as a main event because everybody's looking at the few uh names out there that you know 90 percent of people chase after it seems there's a lot of volume in one name and then it moves to another name and so on um these are these are the leftovers right yeah, just like you would see at a garage sale in your neighborhood, most of the fragments, the leftovers that no one wants, very few will take the effort to show up and uh, sca- scavenge through those. That's kind of where we're at with with uh, odds and ends. There's many opportunities in the boring, many opportunities in the underlooked. Everyone goes after Fang. Everyone wants to buy stocks at the open, pay, pay up for them just to participate. But what do you, about do you, yeah? Do you, th- do you think that uh, people uh, look mostly at signals and they discard all the opportunity that comes from the noise? No, I think most people go off sentiment, news, what they see on CNBC, their gut. Uh, it, it's intuition for most traders supersedes logic or odds or, or favorable. Uh, approach to things <clears throat> okay well i'm going to kick it off here with um stock odds uh, seasonality almanac it's uh free for people to go to mystockodds.com and look at the dashboard that we created which is uh seasonality almanac kind of like the farmer's almanac idea for you know reading the uh the signs and knowing when to plant your seeds and when to harvest and all that we look at the same approach here with uh, stock odds and curating the odds or the probability for our trades for whatever time frame we're choosing. And you can choose, you know, open to close or close to close or three days, five days, 10, 20 or monthly. So there's different time frames that you can you can trade off of. Um, so first off, I'm just looking at what to expect for August. So this is Sunday night, we're looking into Monday morning, first trading day of August, and we're saying, what does it look like? Well, the first trading day of the month is up slightly for the S&P and up slightly for the Russell. And we could go through and look at uh, the Qs, which the NASDAQ 100. We could also look at the Dow Jones uh, and see what it's up to. Well, as it is, we're already lifted off so the futures are indicating that 
you know, at this moment in time, as, as of the broadcast recording here, um, that they're, they're positive already. Uh, we have at this moment here, I'll just dial this in, the S&P is up uh, 22.75, uh, so it's up 0.52% uh, right now. Uh, NASDAQ uh, 100 up 0.49%. Dow Jones up 0.46, so pretty similar there. Russell's up the most at the moment. Uh, the Russell futures 0.86%. So um, that's kind of the backdrop. We're already exceeding our expectation for the first trading day of the month of August. August generally starts off, you know, a little bit of a pop, uh, but slightly very, very uh, subdued compared to other months. And, you know, then it, it peaks up a little bit on the first Friday. So, so this week is supposed to be overall a little bit positive from the first trading day to the Friday. Okay, but the the month is not super robust. It's not a an incredible performer like we usually have in July. July came in around 2.44%. We were expecting 2.7%. So we were just just about on the money on that. And uh, for the month of August, we're only expecting the SPY to per perform at about 0.70%. Um, so not even a full percent on that. And you already have that in the futures. We're up 0.53%. So I know, I know. Using yeah, a, so it's, it's kind it's of like physics, potential, potential energy. Yeah, and so I mean, the thing is, it could still lift off and, and, and at the open and, and we could be up some more. But I have, to, I have to choose my stocks that I'm going to trade based on what the market's giving me. So these are some of my notes here. So the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100 have been the strongest uh, kind of through the month of July. At the moment, we're seeing the Russell uh, 2000 futures stronger than the other markets, but um, it's been pretty choppy sideways and it hasn't been the best performer through July. So maybe there's a little bit of a change. It is the first trading day uh, of the month and the, and the Russell does perform a little bit better than the SPY for the first trading day of the month and even for the first week. So I'm going to give a little bit more benefit of the doubt to the Russell 2000. I'm going to lean a little bit more risk on. Does that make sense, Dave? Totally. Okay. Just based on how we're how we come out of July, so Russell underperformed the other ones, but now this week is kind of a little bit more in Russell's favor for the week. Okay, not super strong, but but nonetheless it's there. Um I don't care for, I feel oil is top heavy, right? I'm not an advisor, okay? I'm not an analyst, I'm a trader. Uh, this is stuff that I'm going to be thinking about as I plan my own trades. So I think oil is looking top heavy and remember that 2 million barrels a day were supposed to be starting uh, to be released by OPEC and Russia combined uh, going into August all the way through December. So we're approaching August here and, uh, well, you know, why bet heavy on oil? So I would be looking for good shorting opportunities 
in the oil patch. Energy has been up 24% already, just as a mean reversion sector trade. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's performed so well for the year already, and we had a pretty good run uh, through uh, June, and then it pulled back a little bit in um, July. But still, it just it's just looking um, kind of top-heavy. So uh, the next thing I'd be looking at is um, we've got China down. I mean, it bounced back a little bit. There's kind of the, some of the narrative is rising costs bearish PMI, virus concerns. So, um, you know, China can kind of, when it it's down, it can put a little damper on our market. So as it was kind of bouncing back, we, we, we kind of came back a little bit, but I certainly, I'm not gonna be, you know, exposed to that market too much. I, I wanna stay with the, the US markets um, predominantly. Mm-hmm. Um, gold is easing. We're not going to be we're not going to be favoring gold and some of the basic materials. I'm going to look for shorts in that area as well. Um, yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of my my well, take. Some other risk off uh, indicators are Bitcoin's down to pre market down about three percent, and the ten year hasn't done much. It's still about one point two two percent. So. That's showing a little bit uh, of fear yeah. as well. Well, there is there is always uh, like we can still climb a wall of worry. There is that little bit of fear, but I I think I'm going to lean a little bit more to this this first week of August allowing me to not play too defensively. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, I might get more defensive towards the middle of the month, and then the last trading days of the month usually are pretty good. Um, and then the very last day of the month is down. But um, uh, yeah, I think I think I'll just lean a little bit more risk on, but still, I'm not going to go like where I'm going to go long a whole bunch of Russell stocks and short the spy or something. Mm-hmm. It has to be a better blend across across the industries. If that makes sense. It does. Okay. What if uh, any other things you've caught in the news or any macro stuff? No, it just seems that China's doing some very peculiar things with attacking industries, the market in general, Chinese stocks, uh, Bitcoin. So that that's, a I think, a risk out there. And also this um, Delta variant. Who knows how, uh, how much that will really affect. Uh, I, I don't see changes in behavior in my area. I'm in Southern mm-hmm. California. And those that don't wear masks are not going to wear masks, and they're not going to run out and get the vaccine if they haven't gotten it already. So I don't think people's behavior will change, but we will get this probably petering out. It will accelerate in number of cases, and it will peter out. And that may be bullish for the market overall come two, three months from now. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. As um, Yeah, I'm looking through some of the... Uh, uh, the groups here, and it seems that uh, healthcare still has a bit of runway. Um, the odds are f- favoring some of those. Um, I found a lot of financials were um, the odds were were quite poor for for tomorrow and for this week. Um, information technologies seem to be okay. Um, some consumer discretionary seems to be all right. And what else I got? 
utilities are kind of mixed. Uh, what else we got? Re real estate seems okay still. Some of the uh, the REITs and the mortgage companies were were doing fine. Odds were fine. Uh, I'm just looking for any standouts here. Mm -hmm. um, some industrials I'm looking at shorting. Some some uh, utilities I'm looking at shortings. Definitely oil and gas. Going long communication services. Um, you know I'm not rec I'm not recommending it. Uh, uh, I mean as an advisor of course, but uh, American Express. Um, I'll give you an example of that. I pulled up four ducks on American Express. Um, odds were um, for the for the first day of the month, the, the odds were kind of neutral, but the performance on average was still robust at 0.2761. And then looking at the whole week, um, it looks positive at 1.51%. And then looking at um, RSI and percent B, odds were 53.2, 58.8 on uh, both of those indicators. So I've got like four ducks lined up on American Express. Mm -hmm. um, pull up a chart on it and see uh, see what you think, Dave. solid grind high, higher <laughs> the whole yeah well it's it's still showing it's still showing there's uh, room there so it did pull back to that 170 level that's kind of the simple moving average um so it's not like pegged you know it, it's kind mm -hmm. of in that area between a 30 rsi and a 70 rsi mm -hmm. um it's at the simple moving average on the bollinger band so this is really like kind of pulled back a little bit, but the overall slope is still up. Mm -hmm. And then coming into this this week, starting tomorrow, um, it says it's a favorable trade on a, from the odds perspective. So um, yeah, email, I don't, I don't, I don't mind I don't mind taking that trade. I mean, it, my ducks, I'm not gonna argue with the stats and I'm not gonna go through every one on my list and look at the, you know, look at the charts, but Occasionally, you just spot check and see. Um, so that's that's looking really good. Well, even for tomorrow, for the seasonality almanac, um, chips look pretty good. The SMH is slightly favorable, first mm -hmm. day of the month. Okay, so that, that could be a play as well. I got some insurance companies uh, looking okay as well. Um, let's see here, XLK. So you've got Apple and some of your Nasdaq stuff should be more solid. Mm-hmm. Again, it's fun. It's funny. I'm I'm pulling up like machinery, like Allison Transmissions, industrials, things like that. Uh, they're all showing uh, pretty bad for not only tomorrow but this week. Um, so, yeah, basic materials, industrials, uh, KRE financials. Mm. <clears throat> so, what I think I'm going to do, though, just just looking at my list, I'm still going to be relatively balanced i'm going to try to find like the best odds um on the basic materials there are some that are showing that they are they are a good bet for this this um you know for tomorrow and for this week 
I'm going to be long those and I'm going to be short the ones that are saying, you know, but if I had a choice, I'll probably put a few more short candidates in the basic materials, in the oils, things like that. And I'll lean, I'll still do mixed in the information technology, but I'll, I'll try to find a few more longs than shorts. Right. What about Just so you're not completely exposed to the sector, yeah. because here's the problem. The market's already up more than it should be for, you know, the start of like, and if that continues, if we go into the open and it's still up as much as it is now, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of putting things on at a bit of a premium. That's why it's good to be a bit mixed in it. So short the worst in the, in, in the sector or in the industry and long the best and then have a slight tilt to some of the best industries long and a slight tilt to some of the worst industries short. Do you follow my logic? Very, very much. Okay. Another one, Alpha Pro Tech, building products, industrials. It's looking you know, like a short as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So uh, let's go back and just spot check. Uh, one of the things that plays into you know how basic materials do how energy does things like that is the us dollar where are we at with that i'm going to flip it over to a daily and look at it we've rolled over on the us dollar um and then then on uh, friday it popped back up a little bit right but it's still off of its highs in june we had that pretty sharp rally up on the dollar and it continued a bit through July, and then we've started to roll over here in the last week of of July, right? So when the dollar goes down, it does tend to put a little bit more upside stress on the, you know, commodities, things like that. As the dollar declines, commodity prices usually rise. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the market, it, it also can impact the market because it's priced in U.S. dollars. But the way that it had a big down day and when it had kind of set a, a new low relative to the last 20 days and then popped up on Friday, I think it's looking like we're okay. We don't have to worry too much about the U.S. dollar for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That's reasonable. <laughs> okay. Um, looking at the uh, – well, you don't have to worry about your uh, – Starbucks there you can take your Mercedes over to the Starbucks and get a coffee because coffee prices uh, pulled back uh, quite substantially off their high so that's kind of good um, lumber what a what a move back all the way complete mean reversion on that um, we're looking at let's look at copper kind of in the middle of the range for the last three months did have a, a pretty good move up in July uh, for the middle of the month and just shot up there but it's kind of mid-range for the three months um same thing with palladium and let's see platinum's kind of you know down on the low end of the three-month range gold's in the middle of its three-month range silver's a little bit lower than that what about steel i mean there's some story out that uh, china wants to curb steel production maybe that's going to Put some pressure on steel. Let me see if I got uh, U.S. steel in my list here. I'll just do a search for that um, and find out uh, what the odds are. So, 
Oh, I've got uh, too many things with X's in here. I have to go way down here. I got a big list here for tomorrow. Um, okay, there's US Steel. So odds for this week. Um, I don't have the I don't have the weekly on it. I only have the percent B in the RSI. And uh, RSI is showing that because it had that pretty good performance recently and hit a 97 RSI, the odds are 46.9 with negative exp uh, performance expected. So uh, that lines up also with the Bollinger Bands. We penetrated the top Bollinger Band just slightly and the odds coming off of that signal, 47.4. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to probably lean to um, you know short the steel stocks as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it had you know they 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 gave it to you right. They had a good good move and um, and this is the opportunity for a bit of a pullback. I mean, it was up 3.95 uh, per 3.95 no 3.96% on uh, Friday, right? So yeah. that's looking yeah. good. If August is a little bit more risk off, it could tie in with that. So pull back and steal. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to take August up to the, about the third week of August as more risk off, with the exception of the very first week. We should be a little bit more uh, bullish and, and sort of allow a little bit more risk on here because of the of the turn of the month effect the start mm -hmm. of the month, but but realize volumes are, are lighter. And also tomorrow is a holiday in Canada. Um, and so there's institutions that are offline. So there might be a little bit less volume in the in the US markets as a result. So just be aware of that and um, have yourself a, a good trading day. Hope this uh, chatter helps. Thanks, Rob.